on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This this is Newstalk. And we've new Eurostat figures out in the papers today. The Irish Independent has it on the front page. Number of young adults living at home doubles in a decade. The scale of Ireland's housing crisis is laid bare by new figures showing the number of young adults still living with their parents has almost doubled in the last decade. And when we talk about young adults here, you're talking 25 to 29 years of age. I know plenty of people over 29 years of age still living at home with their parents because they can't get a mortgage uh, and they also can't afford to rent or maybe they don't want to rent because they prefer to save up for a mortgage instead. Either way, we've an awful lot of adults living with their parents. Young men are less likely to leave the family home compared to women and we have 68% of young Irish adults still living at home. And you go back years ago, people aged between 25 to 29, an awful lot of them were married, had children, had their own homes. Very different now these days. The Irish Examiner says that Justice Minister Helen McEntee still has not met with the family of an American tourist who was injured in an assault in Dublin last month. Now, you may remember Minister McEntee had committed to meeting with the family of Stephen Termini, who's still in hospital, but that meeting has still not taken place, according to his sons Mike and Jesse. They say they're disappointed. Nobody in government has reached out to them, despite publicly stating that they would do so. The sons are still in Ireland. Uh, they're planning to leave Ireland in the coming days because uh, they've spent the last few weeks at their father's bedside in hospital. Uh, while they're not happy with the Irish government's response, they are certainly happy with the Irish people. They say that the Irish people have been extremely welcoming to them, but they've not heard from anyone in government and they feel let down as a result. The Irish Examiner also has a big interview with Taoiseach Leo Vradker today uh, as part of the Kira Phelan podcast. And Leo Vradker says that he's pulled back from sharing information about his partner online because he wants to protect their privacy. And he also thinks his relationship with Matt Barrett is scrutinised because they are a gay couple. Leo Vradker in this interview discusses his thoughts on marriage, starting a family, the loss of people in his life who've died by suicide and his childhood. And he describes coming out uh, and starting to discover he was gay around the age of seven, but thought in his teenage years it was a phase that would pass. Uh, So that's certainly an interesting podcast and an interesting interview in today's Irish Examiner. The Irish Times says that uh, a lot of people are trying to get around a new tax on vacant sites, but planners are rejecting dozens of appeals against this new tax and it's a blow to landowners who want to be exempt from a government clampdown against hoarding land and hoarding property. And many of the biggest real estate investors in the state will soon face on Borplanola rulings on hundreds of appeals against the tax for not building homes on their sites. Uh, and this tax was obviously brought in to try and boost our housing supply. The Irish Daily Mail goes back to the teacher crisis. 1,200 teaching jobs vacant. School principals around the country scrambling to fill almost 1,200 vacant teaching jobs just weeks before the new term begins, particularly acute in Dublin, obviously with the housing crisis as well, uh, and teachers are leaving the capital. So we've 1,170 vacancies in our schools right now, and the students are heading back in the next couple of weeks. Just amazing. I know of some schools uh, where they've applied or they've posted teaching jobs and they're not getting one single application 
for the job, which means then you're going to have an unqualified teacher teaching the student unless they can find someone very, very quickly. We haven't told Aveen her sister is dead, is the front of the Irish Daily Mirror. The same stories on the front of the Irish Daily Star. Where is my sister, Delava? And this is the news that the critically injured sister of Deb's crash victim, Delava Mohammed, still doesn't know her sibling has died. Avin Mohammed remains in ICU in Beaumont Hospital after the crash in Monaghan, which claimed the lives of Delava and Kia McCann. And her older sister has revealed that Avin woke from a coma and asked, where is my sister? You can read more about that uh, on the front of the Irish Daily Star. The front of the Irish Sun, their main story is an interview with Ivan Yates talking about Ryan Tuberty's future. Tubbs needs RTE more than RTE need him. Ryan Tuberty could struggle for work if RTE don't take him back, according to Ivan Yates. Ivan Yates says, I just don't see a queue of broadcasters lined up to hire him. Sorry, foreign broadcasters, Ivan is saying. It's basically saying that Ryan Tuberty isn't in hot demand around the world for his presenting skills. Uh, Ivan Yates says, I think he probably needs RT more than RT needs him at this stage. Actually, staying with the Late Late, there's an interesting one in the Irish Independent because the Late Late shows back in September. And if you want to be in the audience, I always thought you just emailed them and asked for tickets and then they, I don't know, did a draw or something. But in the Irish Independent, they actually try and apply for tickets for the Late Late. And the amount of questions you're asked is unbelievable. In total, you are asked 31 questions before you can hit submit. And then you're not even guaranteed your tickets at that stage, but you have to do a questionnaire with 31 questions. Some of the questions you're asked, first of all, you have to give your social media username and profile. Then you have to tell them about yourself what you're supposed to say, I don't know. Then you're asked, do you have any funny, interesting stories? That's the first question you're asked. Then they ask you, if needed, would you be happy to contribute on air? So you have to actually answer that. There's a red asterisk beside it. So they want to know, are you willing to talk live on TV or not? Also, they ask you, what are people talking about where you live? Like this is supposed to be a light entertainment show, but they want to know everything about you. They also want to know who is your Irish hero? What are your passions? What are your hobbies? Is there a special event you'd like to celebrate on the Late Late Show? Who is your dream Late Late Show guest as well? So as we say, 31 questions before you even hit the submit button. Also staying with the Irish Independent, interesting one about where people are getting drugs from. Uh, a big report by Conor Fian today tells us that the Irish postal system is now a major route for illegal and fake prescription drugs coming into the country and more people are using social media and websites to buy strong painkillers and sedatives and erectile dysfunction tablets. Nearly one million dosage units of illegal medicines were detected by the HPRA last year. So we do have regulation here, but despite this, the Indo says that strong medication and unregulated chemicals can be ordered with a few taps on a mobile phone screen or uh, clicks on a computer. There's a two-page report from the Irish Independent there. I remember we had a report here on News Talk before about how people were buying things like uh, cocaine on Instagram and stuff like that. So it's just amazing how easily you can get illegal prescription drugs or illegal drugs in general uh, online. Now, what else do we have? In the sun, more news about this Irish man. I don't know if you heard about this. This is an Irish man who was left with a four-inch gash to his neck 
after being rammed by two bulls. Uh, this is in the sun. Apparently, he's last night stable in hospital. The man is 33 years of age and he suffered head and pelvic injuries. Uh, this is after he went to a bull running event in Spain on Friday. The man was seen sprinting through the streets with other revellers before being knocked to the ground by one of the animals. And as he tried to get up, a second bull smashed into him, leaving him unconscious. Residents had to try and help him there. Uh, he's in a very serious condition in hospital, but he is stable. Uh, seeing some of the commentary online about this, people are saying, and how is the bull you know, a lot of people don't have sympathy for a man like this who takes part in a bull running event. But either way, he is stable in hospital there. And I know for some people, the mind boggles how human beings could be so cruel to animals uh, with these bull running events in Spain. But I'm sure in Spain, they'll say that it's all part of culture, heritage and history. Final story, Times of London. If you're having your breakfast this morning, there's new details about how sugary our cereals are. So you're talking here about the Cocoa Pops Monkey, the Frosty's Tiger, the Nesquik Bunny, all of these colourful characters on our cereal boxes. But the Times of London says that they have analysis of 133 breakfast cereals. And they give the example here of Kellogg's Frosties, very, very popular. Uh, But Kellogg's Frosties, in a 30-gram serving, contain three teaspoons of sugar. And researchers have found that only nine of the children's cereals analysed were low in sugars. 47% contained more than a third of the recommended daily sugar intake for a four- to six-year-old, which is five teaspoons of sugar and Dr. Kothar Hashim, who led the research, says it's ridiculous, sorry, it's ludicrous that food companies can market cereals with excessive amounts of sugar at children. So it's all about reading the packaging, I suppose. And anyway, those are the stories in the papers. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is News Talk.